It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, let's get into it. Let's wrap up Elliot's Training favorite time of year, yes. buddy. All right, I, I, the only thing I know about your full observations where I saw your Hertz tweets, that's where I saw the graphics. Yeah. I didn't want to look at any more, but I, I'm happy Spoiler. I saw the graphics and stuff. Right. But like, we could spoil this one because you're about to say, my man got an A, He baby. got straight A's. So, the, the yes, Jalen. I so love here's you, man. a little like behind the scenes baseball yes. inside the dugout. Whatever. Inside baseball. Inside baseball. Inside the um, dugout with Elliot Jordan. Exactly. <laughs> so when you're like doing these grades, you want them like I, I am telling the truth. I do not lie with my grades. But obviously the idea of giving someone the same grade in every category, not super interesting. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so there were times where I was giving him a grade. I did passing, running, turnovers, and uh overall, right? Where I was like, Look, it wouldn't be super exciting if we give him straight A's. But here's the thing. Jalen got straight A's. He earned them. It's what he deserved. Like, he straight up deserved it. I'll pull up his stats now. If you look at what he did, 393 reps, 180 completions, 241 attempts. So a completion percentage of around 74%. 74%! Highest of his career in training a record if he did that. <laughs> Touchdown 17, interceptions 4. Lowest interceptions he's ever had in training camp. He's had 6 each of the last 2 years. I mean, he was everything you wanted to see. And here's how you know he was everything you wanted to see. Last year, I wanted to see 30 touchdowns from him. And he didn't get it, and it impacted my decision going into the year. Because I didn't think he was as good in camp as he was this year. This year, he got ha roughly half of what I think is a good training camp. And I think he was phenomenal. Yes. Like, I don't think yes. the touchdown number... I've won this argument Well, post-haste in, in <laughs> well, perpetuity. I think what it really shows is... I like you're this how, you're evolving. This is how everyone person. no no no. This is how everyone everyone uses stats. It's just one data point. That's and, right. You know, that's like, good work by you. Right? Like, like it's just that, one data that's point. That's the way to go yeah. about it. That's the way to, to you right. know, yeah. So over around that. Seventeen touchdowns, not a lot of touchdowns. But I think that he was he was great. And like there were not a ton of missed throws. Like you could argue maybe two or three touchdowns he should have had that were wide open that he missed. I really think the reason his touchdown number was low is because he ran it into the end zone a lot whole nother discussion on how you feel about that but ever from a passer, don't care score touchdowns i know yeah like don't care as a passer i thought it was the best he's ever looked including last year consistent accuracy tough throws timing he throws he's getting outside. better yeah like he's he, better. he 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 was phenomenal uh, as a runner 
I mean, he's definitely lost weight. Like, props to him. I think he said in some interview his body fat is at like 7%. Wow. I don't even know what like the healthy limit on that is. Like, he is, he looks That doesn't leaner. mean he's lost weight because it could be more muscle. Well, he's lost fat. Yeah, lost, I like, he looks. Yeah, he looks leaner. He looks leaner, and leaner. when he runs, he looks faster. Like which when, is the opposite of that. That was McNabb's issue as his career went on. Like he got he, bigger. He got bigger, and he couldn't have that maneuverability. And even if it wasn't run, like he wasn't as like deft in the pocket, deft right. at getting away things, and that really hurt. And obviously, way later than you know, they're both not yeah, this Jaylen's age. Jalen's super young, full, but like you know, that's the type of stuff Jalen's already on top of. Like he's already yeah. he's so he, again, and we I guess we can mention it real quick. We talked about it on the radio together, but the the Sports Illustrated article. Yeah, I actually want to talk about that. A little at length. If you okay. Just want to get that yeah, let me. We'll do all you, Jalen. Let me get to the training camp because you know I think like you know the whole point of the article was how intentional Jalen mm -hmm. is with everything that he does and you know how he worked this off season. I thought to this conversation talk with the that Dato Adam Dato the the yeah. quarterback guru guy who's worked with a lot of big time people. Um, you know, his talking about you know how Jalen and and Richie John Richie made this point today too, which the the thing about Jalen is like. Most people, he's like a lot, like a lot of athletes, high level athletes will be like really good at a lot of things and be like, all right, I'm going to work at the things I'm good at and just be better at what I'm good at because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm good, you know? Yeah. Cause, and he's like, no one likes to work on the things they're bad at. You're bad at it. It's no fun. And he's like, Jalen identifies the things that he's not as good at or the things he needs to work at. And that's what he focuses yeah. on and how, and Richie was like, how, how like, rare that is to, to the level Jalen does. Well, and what I thought was really interesting is Greg Bishop, who's covered a lot of athletes, interviewed a lot of athletes. Fascinating what he said. said that the at like whenever he interviews these people, and this is probably a and bit, he said a bit of lip He just mentioned a few, but he mentioned Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, like all right. the big quarterbacks you would think he, of like this guy does a lot these of features them, on him. Right. A lot of them say football doesn't define me. Mm -hmm. And he thought it was interesting how the two people had been very comfortable saying football defines them are Jalen and Tom Brady. Only two that of Only all the ones he talked comfortable, to that have felt that comfortable said, saying that. They yeah. were literally like, no, football does define me. Right. And so I thought that was super interesting on a lot of levels. And it jives. It jives. it jives. Like I've always said this with the Brady S thing where it's like, you know, he is like Brady in that way where I truly believe that everything Jalen Hurts does is about being better at football and about being better as a, as a human, which makes him better at football. Well, and this is why prior to the Super Bowl on Radio Row, when I said, if you could sculpt a quarterback out of clay, he would come out looking more like Jalen than Patrick Mahomes. Like part of it is because of this. Like I've, how many times have I said on this pod and to you that Jalen is like a, a robotic franchise quarterback. Like he is like what you would build. Like well, the, which is the funny way he that represents it... himself at the podium, the, the way he answers questions, the way he never makes headlines, like how cool he is. Like just, he's everything you want personality wise in a quarterback. So when he's compared to Tom Brady and I know Tom Brady's not the biggest, like, like Philly is not the biggest fan of Tom Brady. I get that. Well, no, but I think can everybody I, can, can respect the yeah. fact that he is like, you know, you want your quarterback to be like Tom yeah, Brady. I don't no, think there's he any has city had off the field, you know, he was accused of cheating, but yeah, but again, like, yeah, whatever. You just want to win. Well, I was saying like Jalen might be but better. It is like Jalen might be as a personality better than Tom. Yeah, Brady. Well, nothing else. He, he, I think, I think overall, I think he is like, as an overall, like the whole, like the, all the you know stuff about the master's degree right. and why he did that and to be a better leader and all yep. these things. And, and you know, the way he's gone about his management team, the story about how for his contract, he asked for no updates. He was like, here you go. He gave Which her Hertzy, Hertzian instructions yes. and then bowed out with Howie Roseman. He said, it's your team, you do this. You're right. a sovereignty. He called him like, right. who uses the word sovereignty? Much less like, I can't even you know, say inside. Baseball. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like all this, stuff it is just and then obviously the way he works on his his deficiencies and the way he gets better and better and the way he, everything is about this purpose like 
Brady was like that for football. Like, mm. and I think TB12 and all, I think you get Brady is similar in that way where like, like Brady, like it, everything that he had went into being, he's like, I'm going to be the greatest ever. And he did every, every yeah. decision, every the way he ate, we joked about it, but like everything that guy put in his body, everything that guy, every like time he worked out, every time he woke cream. up, every yeah. his whole schedule with the whole purpose was how can I be the best ever? And how can I get better and better and better and stay great? Like, and and Jalen is and since Brady like in football like Jordan Kobe like they get compared to that for this reason because there are very few athletes I've seen in my life watching sports who are this intense about yeah. that thick. Well, and I think too we've we've said this, but like it's the benefit of going to Alabama, Oklahoma, and having a coach as your dad. Like this dude was. Well, his, I was going to say before this. his brother calls his brother's nickname for him is the robot. Exactly, he said he's like yeah. a robot. Like it's like he's just like he's been like so. Focused well, on and this. what I thought was interesting too is we're in Philly, we see him all the time. Like this was an outsider saying this. Yeah. Greg Bishop, someone that has no reason to say this about him, could have interviewed him and really come across yeah. and been like, "Who knows? Like this guy standoffish. Like who knows what his takeaway could have been? His takeaway was this dude is the closest I've seen to Tom Brady. And again, this is someone who has done this feature, spent a bunch of time yeah, with, like his, his with Brady and Rodgers and Mahomes and all these great quarterbacks, Manning, I believe, like all this stuff where it's like, he knows how these people tick. He knows what greatness looks like and all that. And and it, you could hear him on the air. Like he was, he was super impressed yes. with Jalen Hurts. He came away feeling like this is a, a, a rare human. And, yeah. that, and that's what I think that's what here. he is too. Yeah, I do I totally think he's agree. incredibly like, in any job, like people are qualified to an extent. Jalen is ultra qualified to be a franchise. Yeah, quarterback. no, totally. Like just like but I also think Jalen could be ultra qualified to be a CEO or for sure. I think it's, whatever yeah. he'd put his mind to like that. Like he is just he is an ultra rare human being. Period. Yes. You know. The other main two takeaways I had that were interesting. One, Jeffrey Lurie is saying they were obsessed with Jalen yeah. before the draft, which I don't know if look, I could be definitely some Lurie history. They, they took him. him. They took him. They took him early. They took him in the second round. So like, I believe they were into him. I don't know if it's embellished whatever if the whole like we knew he was going to be a star right. thing but i definitely think they met with him they saw him and they're like all right this kid is special because how could you not how could you not but i also think that while maybe they didn't draft him thinking he'd be this i think they drafted him thinking they could replace oh i did too I, i've because thought that the carson for a long thing time was on the downside i've thought like, that it was for very a long much time. on the down and they had carson in their building they knew what he was like exactly, they knew the yeah. person he was never took accountability they could tell what his teammates yeah. thought of him like all that stuff like you know the the other takeaway for me I mean, was, they're there in the building when people are building a shrine to Nick Foles when he comes back and Carson's exactly, right there yeah, you know like hundred percent like we made a joke about it at the time but like come on dude I, I you don't have to tell you me didn't. I agree you yeah. Did. <laughs> yeah but the other takeaway for me was man did Eagles dodge a bullet with his arm like he thought the collarbone was broken he oh, thought it was his crazy. last game of the season yes. like he went back in and played but it also makes me realize like how little we know like I was at that game i was at his post-game press conference i had no idea this dude was hurt he thought his collarbone was broken yeah. and he's up there at the podium talking about like anita baker and like all these things yeah. and meanwhile we're like oh what a game this was great and then was great Jaylen, like this season over with yeah. his collarbone it's unbelievable. So talk about like an ability to like, like composure compose yourself yeah. right but it just you know to kind of bring a full circle to the top of like how close things are and it can be a penalty it can be a flag like 
man, they dodged a bullet yeah. last year. All right, so one more thing from it, and then we'll move on. But uh, And again, you can listen to the interview with Greg Bishop. There's a podcast for the morning we should put show. That in the feed. Yeah, we should. Yeah. And then also, um, you'll read the article. It's a really good article. Um, and it's like by far the most in-depth look into Jalen Hurts' life. Let me say this. I'm not a huge things reader ever gotten. of articles. I read the full thing. Yeah, look at you. I'm proud Thank of you, buddy. It's no also big your, deal to me. It's your job. Yeah, uh, that's true. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in. And as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. But uh, last thing was, you know, and it's not surprising, especially after the lock screen, all that. But the fact that Jalen actually stood up after the Super Bowl yeah. in front of the team and said, this is my fault. I fumbled the ball. Like, like after I was in played, the back, like, like, yeah, I know. Other than, <laughs> other than one play, you played one of the great Super Bowls yeah. we've seen a quarterback play. And and to, again, it, it's in character with him. So it's not like shocking, but. It's it's pretty amazing and yeah. the accountability on it. All right, let's get to the training camp wrap up because we got to finish this and do another one before our buddy Tucker. Hey Tucker, uh, has to go uh, uh, produce the Phillies game. Phillies, no big deal to him. Okay, um, training camp wrap up. Let's get to the rest of the stuff. And we can yes. we can get to some more of the stuff as as it goes on. And so, stuff. all right, and we'll do like the deeper cuts coming up next because in the, uh, the we're gonna do roster bot. We'll do roster stuff the there too. Okay, so Marcus Mariota. We talked so much about hurt stats. Marcus Mariota. 282 reps, 111 out of 177. I think it came out to like 62% off the top of my head from what I remember from the spreadsheet that did the math. 13 touchdowns, four interceptions. Not numbers that are like atrocious. Yeah, the 62% is tough when that you one consider is very that tough it's seven on seven, a lot and stuff like that. That one yeah. is, but the 13 touchdowns, four interceptions. I mean, if we're being honest, it's not that different than what Jalen had, but this is why the eye test matters. Um, I give Mariota C- minus overall, like... You could argue it's an F just in terms of it couldn't have gone well, worse. Well, certainly him. fan perception <laughs> exactly, is it was yeah. an F, yes. Uh, Tanner McKee, 40 of 59, only 82 reps. His reps, Andy and Book's reps, like really were cut in the final half of the uh, the training camp. Two touchdowns, one interception. But I give him a B. You could argue he gets an A. Well, if you throw in the preseason game performances, a, yeah. he probably gets an A. Exactly. Considering what you expect from him. So, I mean, people are saying he should be the backup quarterback over Mariota. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. So wide receiver stats. A.J. Brown. I think this is, I went back as far as I could on my spreadsheets. The first time I've had a wide receiver lead the team in targets and training camp. Wow. And I think the interesting part of that is the reason it's hard to do is because so many throws in training camps are dump offs. That's why your percentage should be really high. That's why Mariota 62% or whatever it comes out to is concerning. A lot of throws, especially for him, are, are checkoffs, you know, dump downs, whatever. For a receiver to do it, you have to like really be dominating. And AJ was dominant. He had 47 catches on 57 targets, five touchdowns, three drops. I don't really think that matters, but just throwing it in there. And I think this is going to kind of maybe be the story of Devontae's career to an extent. Devontae, if AJ didn't have the best camp I've ever seen, it could have been Devontae. Like 34 catches, 50 targets. So I think that's a, a smaller percentage. I'm not good at math, but I feel like it has to be. Um, seven touchdowns, so more than AJ, no drops. Had a ton of really impressive catches against the Colts. Like... Devontae's just awesome. Yeah. He's really, really well, you good. You know how I feel about him. I've, yeah. I've been, I've been, that's been one of my things this offseason is like, he's one of the best receivers in football. He might be as good as AJ. Like, he I, might I don't, be. He yeah, might, might be. be. Yeah. Um, I think also just a takeaway from that is like, like last year, like this team's going to throw the ball downfield. 
Yeah. Well, and they're going to throw the ball a ton to AJ and Devontae. Well, as, Obviously, as they should, receivers, but, but like, you know, from a from a offensive perspective, it's going to be a, a team that, that goes for those big plays again and moves the ball down the field. Well, so look at this. Like, 57 targets for AJ, 50 for Devontae. Quez Watkins, 17 targets. Wow. Alameda Zacchaeus, 21 targets. What a Goddard Not have? even those are all with first. So Goddard had 55. Yeah, so, so it's second. like very clear it's like what very this clear is where, be. And honestly, I kind of respect It's Jay. good. That's yeah, what it should like, be. He's right. to the guys that... You're going to throw gonna it through in the game. <laughs> um, the one other wide... And is, for what it's worth, Quez missed time. So Quez missed time, which is part of it. Yep. But Alameda Zacchaeus... God, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, like, in too deep, he's, really, way, he's really come on the last week. Like, yeah, I think he's been it. better. He had a great catch on Sunday's practice, diving catch. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, he's been really good. Um, from the tight ends, again, it's really just Goddard. 53 catches, 55 targets, six touchdowns. My boy Tyree Jackson... Didn't have the camp not I was great. hoping for him. Not great. Uh, running backs, final one, and then we'll, we'll yeah, get to Yeah, we've the... got like five minutes to yeah, wrap we'll... up this pod. Okay. <laughs> Kenny Gainwell, 40 total carries, 32 of which were with the first team. Rashad Penny, 38 total carries, 23 with the second team. So like a larger percentage with the, the backups. Uh, um, DeAndre Swift caught more passes. He caught 19 passes. He only had 11 carries with the first team offense. Like... I, I just have no idea how to decide for the running back spot. I do think Trey Sermon probably lost his roster spot. I think Penny's going to get it. But, like, everyone asked me for a fantasy football perspective, who's going to be the top running back? Good luck, man. Like, maybe draft Kenny in, like, the fourth round if he's still there just to take a flyer. But I would not draft an Eagle as one of your top two running backs because I just think it's too risky. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to use him. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think they might use him in, you know, like, it might be a committee. Like it yeah. might, you know. Yeah. They got different guys and ultimately – Hertz is their lead back for important yardage stuff. So, um, all right. Uh, defense, any like general wrap? No, I don't care about defense. Right, that's such a great point. I love you know, that. Like, what all do we right. do? That's so good. Let's get some final thoughts on yeah. buddy. We'll I do defense it. on another part. Yeah. And look, we've talked it is like the, it's really the wrap up of the stats that yeah, matter. Like stats, we've literally yeah. been talking about training camp all the way. If you don't know how certain defense players are playing throughout, like, what I don't have you know been what, doing? I don't <laughs> yeah, you're not listening to the podcast. Yeah. 